This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 20th of April in your Squiz today. The latest on the election campaign. China says the Solomon Islands deal is done. New research into domestic violence. And move over the fiddly fig. This is your Squiz today. We're in week two of the election campaign, Eliza, and the politics is stepping up a notch with both the major parties out yesterday with scare campaigns. Labor's Treasury spokesman Jim Chalmers and Prime Minister Scott Morrison were out having a bit of a whack at each other. Yeah, the mudslinging and fear-mongering is ramping up from both sides, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Jim Chalmers said the coalition is lying when they say that Labor policy will push up power prices. And in response, the PM called him Sneaky Jim and uh, said Labor's claims that the coalition is planning on adding pensioners to the cashless welfare card is an out-and-out disgusting lie. So that was one front of the election battle. And Larissa, the other is a war of words over Liberals' Warringah candidate Catherine Deves. Senior Liberals have called for her to be disendorsed over inflammatory comments that she made about transgender people and transgender people playing in women's sport. Uh, Yesterday, the PM said, I'm not going to allow her to be silenced. She was one of his captain's picks and he's backing her in. As for Anthony Albanese's take on Catherine Deves, he says he's leaving the Liberals to sort it out. The polls are pointing to a very close race. The words hung parliament are being thrown around. Both leaders were asked yesterday about whether they would do deals with independents or minor parties to secure power. Right, and they both replied with a no. Now, whether that's a hard no remains to be seen if the result on May the 21st is that neither side has won victory in their own right. Uh, So in terms of the leaders and their commentary on doing deals at the moment, uh, they're singing from the same song sheet. At this stage of the campaign, we're in week two, they're just trying to get enough votes to win the 76 seats needed to secure a majority. Yeah, they want voters to get behind them rather than support independence and minor parties that could lead to that hung parliament. It's a very topical question for our latest Squeeze the Election episode. We're taking a look at the minor parties and later this week we'll take a look at the independents. But we look at who they are and the influence they could have on the outcome of the election. Stay listening for that or you can find them in the Squeeze Today podcast feed. We've been talking a lot recently about the proposed security deal between the Solomon Islands and China. According to China's foreign ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin, the deal has been signed, Eliza. Yeah, it has. I mean, that's big news that broke last night with Wang Wenbing saying the agreement would be about maintaining social order and safeguarding national security. Now, we haven't actually heard from um, Solomon Islands PM Manase Solgavare, uh, but China said that the deal wasn't directed at any third party as such. Needless to say, Larissa, Australia is extremely disappointed by the news. Uh, it comes just a week after the Minister for the Pacific, Zed Seselja, visited Honiara and basically pleaded with them not to sign a deal. Uh, Last night, Foreign Minister Maurice Payne said she was concerned about its potential to undermine stability in our region. Uh, And she also pointed to a commitment made recently by Prime Minister Sogavare that his country would never be used as a military base for a foreign power. Yeah, that commitment will be key, according to Maurice Payne. The US are also concerned that the pact would set a concerning precedent. 
they're sending a delegation there this week and might be a bit late for this deal. Reports say they are planning to re-establish their US embassy in Honiara. On to the latest in Ukraine, President Vladimir Zelensky says the battle for the east of the country is well and truly underway. There's heavy fire and rocket attacks happening in what's been called the battle for Donbass. But some analysts say the worst is yet to come, Eliza. Yeah, they fear that it could be a prelude to a much larger assault on the region. It's a sprawling front of about 500 kilometres. That's a concern that's shared by the Pentagon as well. Uh, Last night, the Americans said that Russia had sent up to 11,000 more soldiers into the Donbass and that there are tens of thousands more in reserve in northern Ukraine. Uh, Now, the initial stage of Russia's invasion was beset by logistics and planning problems. Uh, So at the moment, this is all a nod to the fact that Russia has a new commander and perhaps is ironing out some of those initial problems. But President Zelensky is staying resolute. He said, no matter how many soldiers get thrown there, we will fight we will defend ourselves. Meanwhile, the US and other allies are rallying for more money and weapons to send to Ukraine. There's also the possibility of more sanctions being imposed against Russia. Back home and in New South Wales, the Independent Liquor and Gaming Authority are taking a look at whether there's a link between bottle shops and domestic violence. It's about looking beyond pubs at alcohol-related violence. Yeah, it is. And that's because the authorities' chairman, Philip Crawford, says pubs have become a lot better at dealing with violence on their premises. Uh, But Crawford said increasingly the authority gets the feeling that the violence is something more pernicious, perhaps a bit more dangerous for society, because it's happening in the home where no one can see it. Uh, So they're doing an investigation with La Trobe Uni in Victoria about the link between the number of bottle shops and the hours that they're open, as well as whether adding new grog shops in lower socioeconomic areas uh, would have a different effect than in wealthier suburbs. Uh, And he says with that data, they can make better informed decisions about whether new outlets can be approved. When it comes to the data they do have on alcohol-related assaults, there are almost 20,000 recorded by police in New South Wales every year, half of which are also related to domestic violence. Now, there are lots of good things about living in country towns, Eliza, easy parking for starters. Combating identity theft can also be added to the list. Yeah, that's right. But only if you've got a switch on postie like the one who works <laughs> in the New South Wales town of Gilgandra. His name is Stuart Border, and he reckons he knows just about everyone in the town of about 4,000 people. And he reckons he smelled a rat when he received a package for a local journo, Emily Middleton, but it was addressed to a home that wasn't hers. Border delivered the package to her work instead. Uh, Middleton was confused because she received an iPad from the phone provider that she hadn't ordered so it was all a bit strange they got to the bottom of it though they realized a scammer had stolen her credit card details they'd set up a fake account in her name and suddenly it all made sense that's one time when knowing a lot about everybody has certainly paid off Now, we might not be the coolest people around, but we like to keep our finger on the pulse. And so this story caught our eye for two reasons. There's a new it plant for the inside plant enthusiasts out there. And apparently it's very hard to kill. Well, that's the key bit, right? Because there's been a fair bit of trouble for both plants and the owners of the plants of late because there's been all the mould inside. If you've lived on the east coast of Australia, it's been doing weird things to the watering schedule because there's just been so much water around. 
uh, the new plant, uh, which is a complicated Latin name, which I'm not going to butcher this morning. It's been shortened to Geo. <laughs> and it's kind of black with waxy leaves. It only needs basic light and water. It looks really cool. Um, and that's what all the cool kids are doing these days. Yeah, the important part being, of course, that it's hard to kill. Apparently, fiddle leaf figs are on the way out, which is good because mine looks like it is literally on its way <laughs> out the door to plant heaven. So I uh, might need to look into getting one of these geo plants. Squiz the day. Eliza, what are you keeping an eye on today? Well, it's the first leaders debate tonight. That's about seven o'clock Eastern time. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese will go head to head in that contest. That'll be live on Sky News if you want to watch and we'll have all the news from that tomorrow morning. On the non-politics side of things, the annual Elvis Festival kicks off in parks. Always some good picks to come out of that. But we can't get away from politics too far. We are in the middle of an election campaign, of course. So if you are enjoying the Squiz the Election podcast episodes, we'd love for you to tell your people about them, give them a share on social media or leave us a review. Plenty more to come in the coming weeks. And of course, if you have a question about politics or the election, shoot it through to us at hello at the squiz.com. And we'll get to it in our Ask the Squiz podcast on Saturday morning. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.